everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 478. And right now, Skype is being a real pain in the ass if I don't, if I don't do agree to some extent. So I don't know what the heck's going on here tonight, so. What's wrong with it? All right, there's a giant uh, Skype sign in front of everybody right now, and I, nobody is showing up on camera. This is what happens when we take a like a long, long unnecessary break or something like that, or we take a break and then things just fall apart. <sighs> Wonderful. Yep, 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 yep. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out who is it this time. Um. Oh, it's Ichigo. It's her. Okay. Wait, what happened? Yeah, your your, your Skype kit window shows a giant S. So. Oh, it's me. I have taken over. I am now a robot overlord. Obey, obey. <laughs> See, I actually had no idea. Um, you weren't. You didn't. You wasn't gonna have your camera on. So let me fix that real quick. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. And no, apparently don't, don't, we also hey, have hey, echo hey, on hey. everyone except you, Ranma. Hey, don't apologize. All right. And, and I think I know what the issue is with the echo, and I don't think I can fix it unless we move over to Discord, and I am pushing hard against that because I don't like using Discord for, for, for the stream because it won't look as nice and this neat. I mean, the most I can do is, like, I don't, I honestly don't know what's causing all of this. It makes absolutely no sense. Well, I can say that the night that I was off, I was trying to listen in, and it was too annoying for me to continue listening. <sighs> so it may be turning people off from listening live. Hold on. I'm, go I'm going to try something real quick. Uh... All right. All right. I, I, well, all right. So I just made a slight change in the back end. So maybe that'll fix it. Because remember, when I had the uh, voice mod software, everything was running through it. So, and I only needed one, um, what you call it? I only needed like one output. Everything was going through that one output. So, I think I know what's causing it, but I just can't figure it out. Because the because the funny thing is, um, when uh when me and Pale when we do Grosner Brothers on Friday, there's no echo, there's nothing like that, and it's all set. I let me fix that. That's a lock. So I well. I'm not sure. Um, let's let's take a look at this. This is the this is set properly. Um, it could that could be. I don't. I don't. I don't understand how I didn't make any changes at all to the system, and then we come on one day, and then there is an echoing across the board for everybody that's on Skype except for me. I'm starting to incline that it's the um, 
that it's slobs, and I'm going to have to switch back to OBS Project, which I think is going to happen anyway, because y'all know how I feel about Logitech, so. Mm-hmm. Well, one of these days, we'll pop on, get somebody to listen in, and, I don't know, maybe just completely rewire everything and start from fresh that way. There's nothing to rewire. Th- th- that's just it. There's nothing to rewire. And... Yeah, Mako, I think I've actually hopped on with Ranma once or twice now, and we've tried to narrow it down, and he's made, like, minuscule changes to try and, like, capture where it is, and it's been fine while we've been on call. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, we might need a third party or something to, like, mitigate I... the echo. But, unfortunately, right now... Fun time. <laughs> You're telling me. Because before, yeah, because before when I, when I totally shut off, um, because when I was doing, um, when I had voice mod running, and y'all were saying my voice kept clipping and cutting out, that at that moment I I, I shut off voice mod and just ran everything through the mixer. I I, I don't. I, this is just this this is kind of odd. I I don't know what's it's causing this, because. It's got to be something between voice mod and Skype or something. Uh, the soft OBS and Skype. Because it doesn't do this with Discord. And I'm not going to sit here and do a massive redesign for the sake of Discord. And remember the last time we did Discord, it lagged so horribly that I said, no, we can't do this. Well, that's all right. We'll get it all figured out. We do appreciate you guys for um, uh, hanging out with us, um, <laughs> barring our technological issues. It is all the excitement of live radio, guys, or live uh, Twitch casting. Something like podcast. Yes, live podcasting yeah. I mean, with faces. I mean, for the record, I'm not mad at anybody who's participating with us. Far from it. I'm just mad at the situation that it's not working the way it should because it's set as a default. I mean, if I I will not be happy if I have to go as far as like wipe wipe my drive and do a fresh and reinstall Windows and just install everything right on top just to get it to work. It's bad enough I can't even get freaking voice mod to play play nice as it should. And they're telling me, oh, do you have this set? Do you have? I'm like, no, I don't have any of that set up. So I don't know what to tell you. You know. I, I, I'm at the point where I'm per, I might invest in a new um, mix sound mixer or DAC j- just to test j- just to test and see maybe this is the problem here and then I'm just probably gonna slam my head into the wall that was it the entire time but for everybody who's listening and participating with us um, just keep us posted of, of what's going on with the audio that way I can try to fix it which is why right now um, I'm not recording the episodes because when I do when I do record the episodes, and I do the playback. The echo is there, and it's a pain for it's and it's a bit of a pain in the arse to mute that audio and overlay the podcast audio and to to make sure it lines up properly in sync. Because when I do the podcast, I do some minor edits here and there, and I'm just not trying to deal with all that chaos. So you know. It, it, it's just crazy. What can I say? What can I say? All right. L- let's make the best of this. Um, I am going to adjust my camera the way it should. There we go. 
I will figure something out and we'll see what we can do. Let's go ahead and get the show going because we are so far behind. Um, yeah. So, anywho, we are live tonight, week of December 1st, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're here Tuesdays and Fridays, sometimes some Wednesdays, some Thursdays for game streaming. Uh, just follow our Twitch page for updates on that as well as our Twitter. Um... Let's see, what else do we have here? Don't forget, you can find us also through the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. Uh, you can find them uh, here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. And we also have a Discord. You can find us there at vognetwork.com slash Discord. And every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a uh, their own channel. So come by, come hang out, and have a good time. Normally, I would ask how everybody is doing tonight, but I think from the la within the last five to ten minutes... I think y'all can figure things out, you know, how we're doing. And I want to uh, mention to Sia um, we appreciate it. For push, We're going to push through. I'm going to figure out what went wrong, what happened, and, and, all, and all that goodness. I'm going to figure out what the hell happened. So it, it, it's this is going to be quite fun. So anywho, let's get the um, show on the road. Uh, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, I was working late last like last week, which is mm -hmm. why I was on the show, the afternoon shift. And uh, the best part about you know Thanksgiving and Black Friday was working those days and getting the uh, holiday pay for it. Mm. Because I am not a fan of this holiday or or turkey at all. And other than that, it's just been mostly work stuff, trying to stream when I can and I've just been sore all over it just sucks so bad I, 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 I feel you you know but uh, you know I don't I'm not too big on these on the holidays either it's, and it's for different reasons because I've, I've worked them so to me it's just like another day and then when I get home there's food waiting for me so I'm not too really worried about it so you know hmm yeah, so. <clears throat> Sorry if my existence sucks this week, but uh. Look, it's look, look, look Ari. Let's be real. Holidays is gonna suck for everybody on this show. The holidays are going to suck for everybody who's participating, everybody who is listening, downloading. For at least ninety-nine percent of the people right now, the holidays is going to suck from any variance. That's it, and that's that's all there is to it. And the heart and the messed up part is we have to, for the most part, suck it up and deal with it, and you know. But mm -hmm. you just gotta, you just gotta make the best of it. Believe you me. <sighs> Anywho, uh, moving right along. Um, Maklachan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, I had the apartment to myself for the week mm. and uh, decided, hey, I'm going to get a tattoo. So um, I went Wednesday before the holiday yep. and got myself another tattoo. Cool. So how many I tattoos may is that now? have a slight addiction to getting tattoos. Just a slight? Yeah, just a small one. Uh-huh. I never would have guessed. 
Well, it was either that or piercings, and there's only so many places that you can get pierced without it being in the way. <laughs> Fair. That's being polite, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Anywho, moving right along. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well... <laughs> Um, so I was on hiatus for just a little while. Um, I basically took a break and went out into the rural Pohick of nowhere. So, um, I, yeah, I went away for a little while into the wilderness, uh, to do wilderness witchy things as, as one does, as one is wont to do. And I got to visit my cherry tree that I planted back in my ecology school in high school, which I think is a nerdy thing. So, yay. Bonus to me. It is still alive and kicking after having been drawn over by a truck and vandalized by school children. Um, it has lived and grown and become a beautiful tree. Um, so whenever I go to that area, I visit the tree. Mm. And, um, yeah, uh this last week has literally been me not being, not existing in my, um, my, my hobbit hole, my cave, Mm. um, which is fine. Like I have been, um, needing a change of scenery, I think a little bit to like open your brain a little bit and get a little, like clean out the cobwebs, so to speak. So, um, we, we went on a socially distanced trip, um, and we went to the Bayside, which is the um, area I'm from uh, high school-wise. I grew Mm -hmm. up my high school years on a bayside. So we went and got a ton of fresh air, did a lot of walking, did some hiking in some state parks and stuff, which was great, um, and ate a lot of seafood. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) So it was just all good vibes and good times. um, And we just tried to enjoy um, the change of scenery and stuff. so that was kind of the weekend day. I did a little bit of work behind the scenes on some up and coming stuff for me, but uh, in general, um, yeah, just kind of taking some mental time away because I haven't really had a chance to do that all year. So we did that and uh, I came back to find out that I finally hit affiliate. So yay, awesome. tiny, you know, tiny Woo-hoo. goals, tiny yays. So I'm excited for that. And now I'm just reading through all the paperwork. So that's going to be my next weekend day. <laughs> mm. Sounds good. So my weekend day was basically, since we didn't have a podcast, so so let, let, let me explain what happened, why we had no show last week. So I totally forgot that Ichigo was going off on an adventure, you know, basically... Long story short, I would say what she did was basically taking a hobbit to Isengard, you know. (laughs) I completely disappeared or tried, like 99%. There were still a few people, like a lot of my independent friends who are independent businesses or small businesses that I tried to post about. Like, but I tried to do it very rarely, very intermittently, um, and basically cut myself off of social media. No, and I totally get that. I, I had no clue that, you know, I totally forgot that she was going out of town. I'm ringing everybody up. And um, Ari was taking, he was already off. So, you know, I'm like, it'll be the three of us. It'll be good. And then I'm like, well, it's just me and Mako. The two of us, we can do a show. 
And then she goes, well, there's some last minute stuff I got to do. And I'm like, you know what? No show this week. It, it basically, people are off doing things they need to take care of. So I'm like, you know what? No show this week. That gives me time to kind of get my stuff together so I can head over to her place to hide out for four days. And just for the record, tomorrow I will be going to get my COVID testing because today I overslept. But tomorrow I will be going and make sure that I am good, I am healthy, I am safe. And that's basically have, has been the long and short. You know, I hung out with her. We did a small Thanksgiving. We had a couple of people over. It was, and we had a social distance of Friendsgiving. It, it's just very chill. All in all, we had a good time. Now, and I, I want to say something real quick. The holidays are about us. You're going to get these attempted feels to travel and go somewhere. If you're going to go travel, play it safe. Get tested before you go and get tested when you get back. If you cannot get tested before you go, get tested when you come back from where you are going. If you're going to be visiting friends and family, make sure it's a small gathering. If it's more than 10 people, stay your ass home or go hang out with somebody else where it's only like five people. And if you're going to do this and you're going to follow proper safety protocols, there will be people that's going to give you grief for it. The only thing I can tell you is, you know, just deal with it the best you possibly can. Because no matter how many times you explain you're, do, you're following safety protocols for this, they're still going to give you grief. I mean, I wanted to go visit my grandparents. They're, they are in their 80s. And I understand that me wearing a mask protects them. But I still didn't want to take any chances because my two uncles live out there and they're not the most intelligent people in the world. So I'd rather spend my holidays with people that I know that are health and safe conscious who will go through the same routine that I have previously before. So I that's like a safe spot, a safe zone for me. So that's what you got to do. So, you know, and there's only like one or two airlines left where they're, where they're blocking up the middle, the middle seats. Stick with them. Definitely stick with them. Yeah, that that I, I saw video and pictures of people going to the airport. Mm-hmm. That's a little much. Yeah. Um. If if you couldn't, you know, I, I can understand you wanting to travel, but you need to travel locally if you are going to do that, and you do need to cut down, you know, the amount of people. I had four people in my apartment. Um. My cousin wasn't even here, so it was you know, very small. We had enough room to be able to social distance and spread out. Um, And it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't like we were doing a whole lot other than sitting and playing Jackbox anyway. Um, So just like, if you're going to do it, like if you're going to do something like that, do it smart. Um, Like I know that the people that I was hanging out with have been doing, you know, things safely, um, mainly because their job depends on it. So, you know, if you're going to do something like that, make sure that you are dealing with people that are also trying to be safe. And while it's not a hundred percent, you know, this is stuff that you're going to have to think about for months to come. Um, and 
I know a lot of people right now are getting that itch to travel or go hang out or something. And you just, you need to think and be safe and, you know, do things the way that they need to be done so that you can continue to be safe yourself. And this is also coming from a place of care and understanding that we too are experiencing all the stress, both normative and people who are dealing with chronic illness and everything. Like we understand where you're coming from. And when it comes to traveling and stuff like that, especially um, with my recent trip, we made sure to bring clean masks everywhere. We made sure to bring our own hand sanitizer. If they didn't like, if they didn't have it, we had it with us. We made sure that we were socially distancing appropriately and in places that we couldn't, we made sure that they had outdoor availability or they had outdoor, like they had places where you could be safe or we would not go. Um, even in the state parks and stuff, there were still a ton of people that were on those different trails and stuff like that. And it was one of those cases where like some of them weren't wearing masks and stuff like that. So you just have to be careful. And honestly, we all know that right now, logically, People have to function. People have to go back to work. People have to do things to make a living and live and do everything. Yep, yep. But the best way that you can handle it is taking care of yourself and being mm -hmm. smart. Exactly. And as doing as much as you can. Unfortunately, there are people out there that still don't even believe it exists, which drives me crazy. Here's the thing. Um, Here's the thing. They will believe it when somebody close to them catches it. Or, or something like that. Like Chuck or Wool dies. Yeah, Chuck Woolery. We all know him. He used to host Love Connection and Scrabble back in the day. He's a big right, right winger. He does not believe in the virus until his son caught it. And I think I and something happened from that. He became a believer and he deleted his, his Twitter account right off the bat. Same Ice T's uh, father in law yep. caught uh, yep. COVID and he'll be. He's saying, like, he's a believer now. He'll be mm -hmm. on oxygen the rest of his it, life. Exactly. I, and that's the thing, too, is that it's not just that we're saying this for mm -hmm. to, to speak to a certain group or anything. It's that we care and that, like, it literally will leave you with things that I already suffer from. And I would never wish that on anyone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, just be safe, be smart, and take care of yourselves. Yeah. That, that's all. That's all we're talking, really. So, so we're gonna go ahead, uh, keep things going. Also, the rundown's a little bit slower because my trusty Surface isn't working right now. So, I am going to have to probably reinstall Windows or something like that. So, I'll take. So, you know. So we're gonna go ahead and do some housekeeping real quick. Uh, don't forget to check out GenXGeek.com, hosted, run by the awesome Dark Soccer of Orange Lounge Radio. Uh, we're gonna try to get her in on the show before the holidays. If not, she will be she'll be like one of our our first guests for 2021. Uh, don't forget Fridays at nine from nine to eleven or nine to ten thirty something like that. Uh, check out me and Under the Pale with Super Grosnet Brothers. It's just us just telling stories, chatting. If you want to come through and hear, basically, the geek equivalent of Waldorf and Stantler just, just blowing chunks or whatever, you know, that's what we do. So if you want to come hang out and have a good time, have a laugh, that's us. Uh, next up on the rundown is Geek Roundtable. Uh, this is the part show where we talk about geek stuff that we want to share or geeky things that we have been up to. Um, any cool geek stuff happening with you, Ari? Uh, well, the, uh, 
when I was talking about streaming, I uh, was doing some of this game I uh, backed on Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the things they uh, they sent me as part of the package. Oh, that is cool. It's uh, like a, got a whole bunch of different things inside. Um, it's got the coaster, which is uh, one of the uh, enemies in game that you see on there. This nice uh, lapel pin and another uh, in-game enemy. Oh, where's the other stuff? Uh, there's also an whoop. there's also an envelope that has like stickers and all sorts of different things. Whoop. Right. So yeah, bunch. And bunch what of was that. what was the name of the game, Ari? Zelter. Hmm. And uh, more uh, art art stuff and all that. And another thing, they, whoops, another thing they had sent as part of it, and I'm opening it now for the first time because they're just like, oh right, I haven't actually you know seen everything in here yet. This nice, uh, whoop, gel. This nice uh, titanium drinking cup. Nice. Folds it out like that. There's a lid on it. It sticks in. It's you see the lid's supposed to stick in and there's a uh, tab on it and you put or maybe it's just for the uh, it's for the little pouch it comes in. Mm. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, it's nice, but I haven't had a, a chance to use it. Obviously, I hadn't thought about it, but it it could end up serving me well in the future. I think so. So yeah, that's uh, like next time I'm on and I have the chance to stream, I'll probably be playing that again because I've only just you know started playing. That's good. All right, Mako Chan, what's that you got showing us there? Um, so I <laughs> I love tea and I love Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. so I, I I had to be very bad and get myself the teacup set with uh, Luna and Artemis on them. Um, it's adorable, and once I actually have a place to set it up, it will come out of the box and be used, but until then, um, it's staying, staying in the box and safe. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the, the two plates, there is a blue one to match, um, the Artemis cup on top. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I like that, like the inside of the mugs are actually the, um, the opposite color. Uh, so the inside of Luna's mug is actually this, uh, the dark blue color that's up here. Um, so when I do actually set them up, I will put the blue plate with the white cup and the white cu uh, plate with the blue cup right. so that everything's all nice and pretty. Mm -hmm. That is nice. But yeah, that's my thing. Cool. I need to get the candles now because they actually have, um, I, I don't know if it's a Luna and Artemis set, but I know that there's actually a candle uh, that I saw from a different company that's actually pictured with this so i kind of want to get the candle and you know set it up really nice once i do have a place to set it up mm. that's cool um 
it goes. Okay, we skip you, or you have something. You no, that's something? fine. Okay, we cool. skip. Okay, so I was talking about something on on Facebook, and a friend of mine that I've known for years. I think we go back to like the live journal days. We've been friends, and she said she had a present for me. She wants to to send me. And I'm just like, sure, send it. So I, I get this little package in the mail, and I open it up. It is a sparkly red ornament. I think this is something that would even make uh, Charlene's eyes glisten. I need to post a picture of this on my Twitter. So, because what she sent me was an orange ornament, but is a special kind of ornament. Take a look at that. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Nice. Like a nice, cute Sailor Venus ornament. Sailor V ornament. Maybe both, but, you know, because there are, there's the red glasses. And I just like how it has the awesome minimalistic effort on there. Because for a while, my big thing was minimalistic style wallpapers and stuff. So, you know, so I thought this was really awesome. So, and what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to hang this like right next to my um right right up on the wall right next to my Venus um Christmas sock I got from the ladies from Starlet Creations oh which I have to take care of some stuff with them so that's going to be kind of cool so yeah they're the ones who made the uh the Christmas stockings with the yes. senshi themes right mm -hmm. yep Yep, my I will say that anything holiday related, if it is not into them by tomorrow, they are shutting their shop down for the holiday already. I know. I'm I'm getting in on that. Um I got a e I have, I had to email um Dark Sakura for something, you know, so so you know, to take care of it because it's a little bit of a surprise. I'll tell y'all off air about that, so I'll actually text her, you know, about about what needed to be done, like after I do my first article. And as we get into this first article, oh, let me see, let me move over here and this adjustment. Um, and you know, and I have to say, this was a shock to everybody. I found this out on Twitter, and I had retweeted. I'm like, this cannot be. I'm just like, the man was so young. Um, and what we're and who we're talking about is Kirby Morrow. Some of you will definitely know him as Moroku from Inuyasha, because he was announced as Moroku for Yashihime, but he was also Moroku in Inuyasha. For a couple of us on the show, we know him as Choa Barton from Gundam Wing, or and or Van from the Vision of Esclafonic. Now, I did not know he was the original Goku in the original dub of Dragon Ball Z. I actually thought it was somebody else. So, but I was The Ocean Dub? Yes, the Ocean Dub. Yep. And there's actually an I think there's also an Animax dub too, but you know. But um they don't know what the cause of death was. But No, they actually it was uh announced yesterday on Facebook. What what was it? Um, uh, he died of complications, uh, be, due to a long history of substance abuse. Oh, oh 
I never knew that. Oh, wow. Yeah, his his brother wrote on Facebook. Um, basically, his body couldn't keep up with everything he had done with it, and so um, basically, it shut down. Oh wow! Now that sucks. I, I will say, on a personal level, I've known people who have passed from substance abuse, and it's it's not fun. It's not pretty. I am I am going to assume that during all this, he did his best, you know, to get cleaned up and just do the right thing. And I give him all the respect in the world for that. So, wow, I I'm kind of sh- I'm legitimately shocked. I'm just like wow. Mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't expecting a response like that. I, I I legitimately was not. Wow. Wow. Maybe we can move on to happier things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I think this next article may bring a little bit of happiness back to our holidays. Mm -hmm. I know that we had some setbacks with Cowboy Bebop's live action Netflix show Mm -hmm. previously with the lead actor injuring his neck, doing some stunt work. However, I know he is very much on the mend if he is not fully mended yet. And we've also gotten news that Cowboy Bebop has cast six new faces in Netflix live action remake of the cult anime TV series. So if you're excited for some more Cowboy Bebop stuff, um, yeah, you can get ready for it. Geoff Stoltz from Little Fires Everywhere and 12 Strong, Tamara Tooney from Black Earth Rising and Dietland, Mason Alexander Park from Hedwig and the Angry Inch, uh, mm-hmm. National Broadway Tour, Rachel House from Thor Ragnarok and Soul, and Truog from Strike Back Hard Target 2, and Hoa, uh, please correct me if I am saying this cor- incorrectly, mm-hmm. is it Hoa Uande? Um, from Ronnie Chiang, an international student, uh, and also top of the lake. Wazande. I I don't know if it's Zuande or Uande. I'm not sure if the X. I'll have to go back and correct myself and learn more um, about names that I am mispronouncing. Have joined the cast of Cowboy Bebop's Netflix live-action adaptation of the cult Japanese animated series. The space uh, western hails from the Tomorrow Studios. Um, Marty Adelstein's joint venture with ITV Studios, Midnight Radio uh, writer Chris Yost from Thor The Dark World and Thor Ragnarok, and Sunrise, the studio behind the original series. The six joined previously announced cast members John Cho as Spike Spiegel, Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black, Daniela Pineda as Faye Valentine, Alex Hassel as Vicious, and Alina Satine as Julia. Based on the worldwide phenomenon from Sunrise, Inc., Cowboy Bebop is the jazz-inspired genre-bending story of a ragtag crew of bounty hunters on the run from their past as they hunt down the solar system's most dangerous criminals. They'll even save the world for the right price. Stolt is Chalmers, the epitome of a Western lawman. He is also Jet Black's former co-detective in the ISSP's Homicide Division. He wears a chronic smile that makes you want to punch him square in the face, especially Jet. And that's only partly because Chalmers is dating his ex-wife these days. <laughs> Toonie plays Anna, the proprietor of the hottest underground bluesy jazz club on Mars. And while she acts, 
as a surrogate mom to Spike, there's nothing warm and cuddly about her. Cool and intense, Anna is a woman definitely not to be trifled with. Park is portraying Gren, Anna's right-hand person. House of Mao, the capo or the capo of, of the syndicate's white tiger's family, um, despite uh, or perhaps because of her blue-collar background. Uh, Truong and Zuande or, or Uande are Shin and Lin, dressed to kill because they do. They serve as vicious twin syndicate henchmen. Um, and then, of course, Midnight Radio's Andre Nemec and Jeff Pinkner, executive producer and service showrunners, Josh Applebaum and Scott Rosenberg of Midnight Radio Executive Produce, with Marty Edelstein and Becky Clements of Tomorrow Studios, Yasuo Miyakawa, Masayuki Ozaki, and Shin Sasaki of Sunrise Incorporated, along with Tim Coddington, Tetsu Fujimura, Michael Kadelman, and Matthew Weinberg, Christopher Yost of Thor, Dark World, and Ragnarok, will write the first episode and executive produce, Shinichiro Wantanabe uh, will is going to serve as a consultant. So the director of the original anime is yep. going to serve as a consultant for this. Um, and yeah, it seems like it's going to be a pretty awesome... Um, it, it seems like the cast is growing, and therefore it is going to be quite an exciting um, thing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited I, for I'm, it. I'm excited for it too, but I will say one thing. Do not go into the comments. It's a friggin' dumpster fire. I mean, good lord, they were just handing out bottles of haterade down there. But, what comment section isn't? I know, I, I, I true, but I, I'm hearing that Yahoo got rid of their comment section or something like that. But you know, you know, I, I think a lot of it is that if you have a comment section, mm -hmm. you're gonna get trolls. Yeah. That's that's People, unfortunately yeah. the situation. The problem is you got too many purists out there. Like, how dare you touch my anime? I mean, like, oh my gosh, you've made my cartoons look, live action, and now I can't unsee. You know, I've seen people, I, I was in another group, and they were bitching about Ghosts in the Shell, and I'm like, if you under, if you read the manga and understand the source material, there is no whitewashing in Ghosts in the Shell. And and I actually said, there are so many people complaining about whitewashing Ghosts in the Shell, but nobody said a damn thing about Alita Battle Angel. One person linked me to an article. One article. And I'm like, I don't know if this really counts because it's just one article of one organization talking about it. If this was a real thing, you it would have been picked up by other news outlets. So, you know, this is going to get a pass on me. So, you know. And and to go back to Cowboy Bebop, um, Bob Coffey says, I think having Watanabe as a consultant bodes well, and Bebop out of all animes is translatable to live action. But it feels like a missed opportunity to have Keanu as Spike. Yeah, I can see that. Everybody always wanted Keanu Reeves as Spike Spiegel. And I remember seeing a thread about that and someone said, if not Spike, uh, if not Keanu Reeves, Rupert Everett. And someone posted a picture. I'm just like, I could see it. It could work. You know. Hey. So. I actually liked their pick for Spike. But me, I me know too. it's be a point of contention. I mean, the... He, Mr. Cho, has always yeah. been a great, like, sarcastic but witty guy with a very mm -hmm. cool demeanor. He's mm -hmm. played that, like, he's played that personality a lot. So I thought and he complimented like it really well. too, so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm happy with it. I, you know what? We can't really judge it until the work is out there. Mm -hmm. So, like, hold on. Hold your roll. Slow your roll. And let them try. Yep. So, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of... Hyped about that. And yes, Hikimura, we're having some slight audio issues. I'm I'm trying to, my best to figure out what's causing it. So my apologies. So, 
going to try something later and hopefully it'll work for next week's show. I don't know. But anywho, um, let's see. Moving right along. Mako-chan, what's going on with Demon Slayer? That move, that, 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 prop, that IP is just basically kicking ass up and down the shores. Yeah, um, basically the movie launched in Japan, um, and it has overtaken your name's lifetime gross at the Japanese box office already. Um, and that was the biggest anime film of the year and arguably the last decade. So basically, um... Uh, the director, uh, Makoto Shinkai, basically said, what, already? And it hasn't been out very long at all. Um, so he feels frustrated, but it's the nature of healthy entertainment that records are constantly being beaten. Um, so let's see. Uh, in the first weekend... Uh, Let's see. Okay. With every weekend that Demon Slayer has played in, the anime film has brought in over 1 billion yen, which is $9.57 million, uh, which is a huge accomplishment. Not only that, but they also announced that not only has it overtaken... Where's my mouse pointer? There we go. Not only has it overtaken the movie Your Name... Um, but it has actually become the second highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Um, it has sold over 20 million tickets so far. It has beat out Titanic for number two of highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Um, and you know how old Titanic is. So... The only thing that is still higher grossing right now is the movie Spirited Away. So not for nothing, this goes to show, one, just how much Japan really, really likes its anime game, uh, movies. Two, just how popular this series is in Japan. And three, just how much the Japanese people love going to the movies. To me, Demon Slayer always kind of hit as like a shonen jump kind of thing where it had that, it had the appeal to multiple target markets, not just like guys reading manga, you know, but it was also one of those stories that people could latch onto. The The art style was very much, it was different enough, you know, that it doesn't look like One Piece. It doesn't look like Naruto. You know, it, it's got its mm -hmm. own flavor. And the characters are very, very lovable. And the fact that they've definitely... I, I think, too, it's the marketing. They've hit all the right notes. They've made all the right contracts with this marketing and made another cultural icon that I can imagine in the next 10 years we'll probably see another like revamp or at least some other content coming from this IP. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can see it being a very universal one that carries on. Yeah, currently um, the movie is... No, I did not want you to start doing that. Go away. Um, currently it's actually sitting at... Uh, no, actually the uh, um, virus protector is attempting to update and I have to reset the computer to do that. Um, 
Yeah, on. so it keeps popping up on me. Um, but currently, it's actually sitting at sixth in the worldwide box office. Um, it is just behind Sonic the Hedgehog. So you're talking about a movie that's, you know, based on an... Uh, it's a movie based off of an anime, which is based off of a manga. And the worldwide box office, it's already sitting at sixth place. It has brought in over $264 million. Woo! And I mean, not for nothing, not for nothing. It hasn't even fully hit worldwide yet. That's a lot um, of money. It, it came, yeah, it came out um, October 16th. It's still in theaters. Um, and while... You know, you're talking about right now you have a pandemic going on, so there really isn't a lot of stuff going into theaters. They would have picked something else if it wasn't making the money that it's making. So you're talking about a movie from October that is still in theaters and still pulling in that much money every weekend. And it hasn't even been released in the West yet. We're not getting it until 2021. So imagine what those numbers are going to do once it's actually released outside of Japan and China. Those numbers are going to go up a lot. It's it's going to be absolutely outstanding to see where this actually goes from here. Didn't they? Didn't we? Didn't they do a, like a limited re- showing here in the states for for the movie or no? No, not yet. Okay, I'm probably thinking of another film, but you know, I, we were. I think we were supposed to have gotten it already, but because of everything going on, they pushed it back. Hmm. So we're not even getting it until early next year. Gotcha. Okay. All right, now let's see what else do we have here. Um, grab my little thing here. Oh, Ari, what's going on with Pokemon? Uh, well, let's see. They have a big 25th anniversary celebration for 2021 planned. After the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the official Twitter account of the Pokemon Company International teaser plans for 2021, the franchise's 25th anniversary. Not much of a difference in the style. In the 25th anniversary Pikachu head, they just changed the 0 to a 5. But uh, the starter Pokemon are in the background of the graphic, which makes sense since they're 6 and compared to 2016. Oh, it's 6 more of them. So, it's like, need one more thing to be thankful for today, trainers? Our Pokemon 25th anniversary celebration kicks off in 2021. And just stay tuned for details. Uh, the 20th anniversary saw Pokemon Sun and Moon released for the 3DS, along re-release of the original games on the 3DS Virtual Console. So, who knows what's in store? So, the uh, article is saying, uh, "Let's go, Johto!" or "Diamond and Pearl remakes everybody wants." Sounds we can like, only guess. Sounds like that's what y'all want. Y- y- y'all know me. I'm just like your average Pokemon fan. If y'all want the rem- remakes, get them. 
Yeah, people like yeah, the Pokemon fan base can be pretty hazardous to one's health. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Like, these are my people, and I'm just sitting there half the time like Alright, what's next? Alright, let me take a look here. Oh, we're talking Animaniacs. Um, for the record, I am not the biggest fan of Animaniacs. I'm not going to say that I hate the show. I have no problem with the show. I've watched episodes here and there, and I like it for what it is. I mostly watch for Ant Slappy and Pinky and the Brain, but more Ant Slappy than Pinky and the Brain. So, But... I remember from a trailer that was released, people were jumping on the fit on the fandom. Not fit. I mean, they were more like bandwagon. Yeah, bandwagon. Hey, guess where I'm looking for the bandwagon. But the fact that Animaniacs make a, made a reference to anime, and I'm seeing anime drawn versions of Dot and drawn in certain ways, which invokes Rule Thirty Four, I believe. And I'm just like, well. It is what it is. Wait, did you actually go to Rule 34 or did you just see her dress up like in the typical like schoolgirl style of clothing? Typical schoolgirl style clothing. Yeah, don't go to Rule 34 for No, 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 no. I wasn't going to. I'm just saying basically the fan the fan art invoked Rule 34. So that'll happen on its own. <laughs> yes, yet to very fingerprints. <laughs> Which is one oh, of Oh, Ma- yeah, we forgot how freaking dirty that show was in the 90s. Which is one of Mako-chan's favorite in-jokes. What, fingerprints? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see? I see that puberty was inordinately kind to you. <laughs> the, the, the Dolly Parton uh, pastiche. Mm-hmm. So basically, there is an episode in episode four called Bun Control where Yakko, Wacko, and Dot have an anime style. And I'm looking at the image here. I actually like Dot in this style. I would actually get a print of her dressed like this, holding a couple of katana blades or at least a yo yo. You know, she looks kind of boss. I, I like that. And basically, you know, the, the plot of the episode is that after an infestation of rabbits overwhelms the Warner Studio lot, it's up to the trio to iron things out by transforming into wacky anime versions of themselves. The sequence was directed by Adriel Garcia, who doesn't shy away from being as high energy and self-aware with it as possible. So, you know, if, when you got fans of anime working on projects and stuff like that, you're going to see this inspiration thrown in there. So... Oh, yeah. Definitely, because uh, um, Garcia, as well as Scott O'Brien, they're the animation directors for the show. They've also worked on other anime-inspired uh, projects, such as Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi and Teen Titans Go. And, what was, and what's interesting is that the whole anime-style sequence was done by Studio Yata who has worked on OK Go, Let's Be Heroes, and the opening cinematic for Sonic Mania. And that's and I have to say, the Sonic Mania opening is one of my absolute favorites. The anime-inspired animation trend in American cartoons can be traced back to the early aughts, which is zeros, with major cartoon series like Teen Titans. Yeah, Teen Titans was pretty boss for how it was. 
Then you had um, stylings of Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi with Ami Anuki and Yumi Yoshimura, who basically were Ami and Yumi. Um, they also actually, for those of you who didn't know, they did the opening theme for Teen Titans. So, and that, and that's pretty that's kind of cool. And if, and from the link on it, you'll see some some inspired fan art. I mean, inspired storyboard art as well. And I think this is really cool looking. I'm expecting somebody to uh to cosplay uh Wacko. I'm ex I'm expecting that. I'm ex I'm expecting that. The big puffy overcoat. Yes. <laughs> this 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 is kind of cool. So. I'm going to have to go through the, the series just to get to this episode to check it out. So, and now, Yeah, I definitely want to get back in this again. And now we're kicking it back to Ichigo for Lupin the Third. If you're looking for an evil or even deeper source of nostalgia than <laughs> Animaniacs, well, have I got the news for you. Uh, Anime Studios TMS Entertainment is teasing a Loop on the Third 50th anniversary project. Uh, the first Loop on the Third anime aired in 1971 and has since stolen the hearts and minds of people all around the world with his witty banter, fun sidekicks, and kick-ass action romps. Yesterday, the Twitter account, this yesterday was um, <laughs> last month, the Twitter account for Anime Studio TMS Entertainment, who animated the first Loop on the Third project, Part 1, a TV anime back under the name Tokyo Move, announced that they will be spearheading the 50th anniversary special project for The Gentleman Thief with more information coming soon. It'll be interesting to see what kind of stage our scene Lupin, <laughs> it's always hard to say his name, the third will take after having a smash hit 3D CGI anime film, Lupin the Third, the first, and the TV anime series, The Woman Called Fujiko Mine. Uh... Loop on the Third Part Four and Loop on the Third Part Five as well were very popular, so I'm I'm really excited to see what they do uh, with this up and coming project. But um, you know, it's one of those things that it's going to be a wait and see. There we go. Sounds good. Let's see, and I think that's it. We've gotten all the stories out. Good, wonderful. Now we're at the part of the show that you all basically stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, it, interesting stories that make you go, hmm, or was that person employed or not? So we, <laughs> we didn't do a show last week, but I've gotten those articles, combined the ones that Mako-chan gave, and I pulled the best ones, so y'all can have at them. I want the third one. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Can I have the first one? Sure. I want the second one. God damn it! <laughs> I'll take the last one. All right. Okay. Okay, let me uh, get it open here. A Fukuoka. A Fukuoka woman drives through the front of a convenience store because she really needed to pee. I mean, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> it's happened also, also one time or another when nature caused a pleasant trip in a car quickly transforms into a race against time with your pride and hygiene on the line. 
But for one unidentified woman in Kasuya, Fukuoka Prefecture, the pressure was just too much to bear, and she drove right into the front of a window of a convenience store to get relief. At about 1.35 a.m. on November 8th, the clerk was working the counter of an empty convenience store when a car suddenly smashed into the front window. The 44-year-old driver then ran out of the car and went straight into the store's restroom. So he's pretty much living in a cartoon. What? When she finally emerged, she apologized, saying I really had to use the toilet, and in a panicked state, she just hit the gas too hard. When the police arrived, she was very forthcoming and readily admitted she had recently downed two cans of beer that she bought at a different store and also didn't have a driver's license. She was. She then t- took a breathalyzer test, which confirmed her BA- BAC to be zero point two eight percent, well over the legal limit. The, normally, that's your license getting revoked, but sh- since she never had a license, it'll it'll instead prohibit prohibit her from applying for one in the future. I gotta say, that's gotta be some strong beer because she had two cans and it kicked up that point two eight. Unless she was drinking previously. Um, there's a little picture that says some Japanese cans being rather large, which might account for both her level of a cox into- level of intoxication and need to pee. Uh, there are two types of drunk dr- driving charges: driving under the influence, which is three years in prison or a fifty five hundred five hundred thousand yen fine, and Drunk driving. So basically DUI versus DWI. Uh, and uh, readers online were left reeling with all the details of the criminal activity. That's how you make an entrance. I imagine it's all played out like a comedy skit. Yeah, that's bad, but peeing your pants is embarrassing. She should have just peeled over the inside of the car. Would have been an easier mess to clean up. There's a lot to unpack here. I thought they didn't let people use the toys because of Corona. It should nickname her Colt 45 because she can penetrate a wall in one shot. <laughs> that 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 last that was a good one. I'll, I'll admit that was a good one. Uh, I don't want to know how she would act if she if she had to take a shit. You know, I could picture the the clerk just kind of. Wiping down the front, like the like the, the the desk area, and then the car comes crashing in, and he stares, and then the whole screen just stops, and you hear him go, "You're probably wondering how I found myself staring in a situation <laughs> like this." Let me tell you, and then the screen goes back to him answering the call, and he's like, "I'm not even supposed to be here tonight." Oh, jeez. <laughs> If this was, if this happened in my neck of the woods, like the, whoever was wiping down the counter saw someone drive their car through, like through the front window, they probably would have just kept on wiping because dealing with this shit's above their pay grade. Hi, welcome to retail, where we both deal with Karens <laughs> and cars through our front window. Which one's more hazardous to your health? Probably the Karens. <laughs> All of the above. It, yeah, it's yeah. Next. That would be me. So, <laughs> yeah, um, this is this is an interesting one. 
So basically, uh, there've been, I guess, issues with face masks in Japan. Um, obviously, when everything first started, it was, you know, difficult to keep them on shelves. Uh, and this is a society that regularly uses them. So, uh, there have been a lot of uh, thefts and acquisitions and things of that nature for certain masks. According to Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department, in the months of April and May of this year, a high-ranking member connected to the Yamaguchi Gumi Yakuza family placed an order for over 2.8 million masks from a trading company in Tokyo. The government had already placed a ban on face mask resale, which would clear out a lot of the Yakuza's law-abiding competition and give them a near monopoly on the face mask resale black market. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, it happened here too, actually. Um, so unfortunately, it was something a little bit more powerful than regulation that screwed up their plans. And that was market force. Uh, it wasn't long until manufacturers actually caught up with the demand. And before anyone could say anything, Japan was drowning in face masks. Unfortunately, this meant that this uh, Yakuza group now had a crap ton of masks that they couldn't do anything with. So they allegedly began threatening an executive of the trading company to take back all of the masks that they had purchased. The exec who was in his 20s um, basically didn't, I guess, stop anything that he was doing due to these threats. So instead they kidnapped him and held him against his will inside of a sex shop for 11 hours. Can't make that shit up. Uh, so after the suspects relentlessly insisted that the 70 million yen in masks and that $670,000 Uh, basically they were insisting that the masks were defective and they were insisting for this hours on end Um, until finally the young exec somehow found a way to escape his sex dungeon where he went straight to the police and the cops swooped in and arrested the boss and two other Yakuza members. They have all denied the charges against them, and the police are currently investigating all of the details in the case. Meanwhile, um, what the hell? Kiryu and Majima were in charge of this, so shit wouldn't go down like this. Yadi yadi naze. Yeah, so, like, my whole thing is, I'm, I'm, you know, yes, it... It happens. Um, you know, sometimes people get held against their will. Why a sex shop? <laughs> what was because it like? 20, it, 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 is this 2020. A, well, is it, it like, is that a front for them? Is that why they decided to use the sex shop? Was it just to embarrass the guy? You know, were they thinking that, you know, they would have some fun on the side? I don't get it. Why a sex shop? 
why is that? I'm not sure if that's the most embarrassing thing that's happened in in or around a sex shop in the past month or so. Honestly, a sex shop in Japan is rep more reputable than most places. She's not wrong. True, but I mean, still, at the same... What, like... You could have gone anywhere. You could have gone to a warehouse where you had the masks. You could have gone, you know, to any residential area. You could have brought him to a hotel anything I, just, I, I I don't get why a sex shop alright someone in chat one of our lovely lovely listeners get in on this fanfic write this for Mako why <laughs> did the Yakuza take this businessman into a sex shop for 11 hours get on it guys I, I, I want Assignment. this fanfiction somebody write me this fanfiction she's dying inside um <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, somebody write me this damn fa fan fiction. It's just, I want. It, I want maybe to know. it's a case of nobody will believe you. Like, so, like someone comes up to you. Yeah, I just got held for, against my will in twelve hours, like for the past twelve hours in a sex shop. That's you make the. I'm gonna walk away slowly and come back when there's less weird shit. Face. The Homer Simpson disappear into the large bush. Yeah, yeah talk, the story. Or, or the, you or talk the, as the, if there's or, such no, things less you weird walk shit. In, pause and then turn around and silently walk back out. You talk as if there's there's, there's no weird shit. But as Bonds006 says, this is four, episode four of an anime. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now you got me thinking about that one anime where they all have uh, the sex changes so that they can become idols. For oh, the my gosh. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. <laughs> And now, now I'm thinking about this being in an episode of that and laughing hysterically in my head. For the Thank you. For the record, there is a live-action adaptation that I think that's on Netflix. I, mean, it's, oh, just, I think it, it might be because I think that show is on Netflix. Uh -huh. ba Backstreet Girls, that's the name of it. Yeah, I was going to say Backstreet Idols or Backstreet Girls. <laughs> Whew, that anime um, pissed off a few people, but anywho... For me to completely derail the Yakuza into something maybe a little bit more delicious, um, if you like sushi, uh, this may also befuddle you, but the pileup on a sushi conveyor belt caused chaos for diners in Japan. Um, yeah, so... Uh, one of Japan's most popular conveyor belt sushi chains, Kura Sushi is well known for their chocolate-fed fish, their cheddar cheese tempura, and their cola made from white rice. They're also known for serving sushi via conveyor belt on dishes covered with domed lids for hygiene and freshness. When diners see something they fancy, they simply lift up the lid, take the dish out from inside, and let the empty dome continue on its merry way around the restaurant until it returns to the kitchen. However, the onus really is on the diners to know the system and use it properly, because one wrong move could cause mayhem, like the uh, aforementioned, to occur. <laughs> Photos in the article were snapped by Twitter user DaihenSiki800C at a Kura Sushi branch in Japan recently. They say just before the derailment happened that they heard an adult admonishing, admonishing their child in the next booth saying, no, don't do that. 
The domes piled up on top of one another, causing them to derail off the conveyor belt into a confusing mess. Um, and as some of you might know with conveyor belt sushi, some of these domes are full of food and some of them are empty. So that must have made for a very Benny Hill style situation. It's unclear what these diners next are doing. They might be trying to help the situation or make matters worse, either unintentionally or intentionally. And the pileup shows just how quickly the sushi train can become derailed at any moment. And it didn't take long for it to go viral online. People who saw the chaotic scene were quick to add their own quips to the discussion online. Because it's a booth, it's probably someone with children. This is why parents shouldn't let their children sit on the lane side. Again, that's that's dealing with the culture around this kind of restaurant. I don't know what's going on here, but it looks like someone needs to have a word with their child. This wouldn't happen until, in, unless you intentionally clog up the lane. If you did it intentionally, you'll be required to pay for damages. Uh, and more, basically, admonish your child. Uh, who takes sushi from the conveyor belt nowadays? You don't know how long it's been there for. Always order it fresh. And then somebody who used to work part-time at a conveyor belt sushi restaurant, and this happened about once a month. It may well be true that a child who was unable to get their dish in time caused the derailment, but let this be a warning to all of us next time we visit a conveyor belt sushi restaurant. It is not always easy to make a split-second decision as tasty morsels passes by, especially when they contain three luxury layers of caviar, sea urchin, and fatty tuna. But as long as we are able to pick up our selections or our children's selections off the conveyor belt in time, we should be able to avoid an embarrassing derailment that impinges upon the enjoyment of fellow diners. If you also miss out on that uh, that train, per se, um, you can always order, too, with conveyor belt sushi places, sushi that should come on a secondary conveyor belt specifically for your table, um, if you ever happen to deal with this situation. But, yeah, that I'm I, to me, it seems like it's par for the course. Well, now, that, that, that's all I got to say. Just give me one second here. I got to take care. No, that's not. I'll just leave that as is. All right, so we're going to get down to the very last article of the day. Uh, meanwhile, coming out of Japan. And then we can wrap it up and get the heck up on out of here. And I can start throwing uh, pickaxes at uh, OBS. <laughs> who's, who's, who's laughing? I sure ain't. <laughs> I mean, the echo did disappear finally, so there's that. No, here's the thing: the echo disappeared when I mute the main microphone input. For some reason, the microphone input is picking up your output, which is causing the echo. And I've got to figure out why is it doing that. So that's why VX8 says echo. It goes on and off. That's what it is. I have to manually mute so that the echo doesn't happen, so. <sighs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into this last story here and then and, and get it going. So, a Tokyo talent scout picks the wrong woman to recruit and it didn't go as well as planned. So this one talent scout went up to this one woman and basically tried to recruit her for what I am going to assume is for idle 
adult work and so forth, you know? And it didn't go as planned. So the woman in question, her name is Yuki Hashimoto. She is a very extremely photogenic lady. And as she says, she was at the station when this super sketchy scout, maybe it was a guy selling something, came up to me and started talking to me. He would not leave me alone and kept following me, saying that he organizes events like this and showing me showing her an event website. And there were tons of pictures of a common Joshi, and she started laughing. And common Joshi literally translates to mask girls. And true to the name, the Idol Singer Unit often performs Friday the 13th style hockey masks, mixing traditional perky idol antics with horror overtones. So my ideas of recruiting were slightly off. Then again, every time we talk about recruiting on this show, it's usually along those lines. <laughs> now, the woman, uh, ha- uh, Yuki Hashimoto, she wasn't laughing because of the scout trying to recruit her promises of such offbeat stardom. But she was one of the masked idols in the pictures. <laughs> Sometime back, she went by the name of Yuki Sakura, the idol stage and she used as a member of Alice Juban, one of the groups that teamed up to form Common Joshi. But there's more. And it seems that it actually was not the only reason they were tr- he was trying to scout Hashimoto. It wasn't going to be that successful anyway. That's because she now has a full-time job as a politician, having been elected to the Shibuya Ward Council back in 2019. And when this happened, she was on her way home from a meeting. So... He has good taste on picking um, people, women for the for these stars and so forth, but evidently his photos are a couple of years out of date. Yeah, that was interesting to say the least. Now, shall we go ahead and wrap things up? Yes, please. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the love of it. So what we tell you we like and don't like, we're basically telling you as is. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you. If you uh, hold on here, oh, I'm sorry. I got slightly thrown off because my light just went off. So, and for some reason, I have to reactivate it. There we go. So, if you want to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where we have our weekly podcast, anime reviews, uh, convention reviews and reports, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, editorials, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like this week's podcast, you should check out the rest of the episodes we have available. You can find them on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, basically any app you use for retrieving podcasts. Do a search for Anime Jam Session. You'll find over 470 episodes there for you. 
And don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, follow us on YouTube for all of our anime convention videos. Follow us on Twitter so you know when we're going live, when we have new episodes up, new articles. Follow us on Facebook so you can see our convention coverage, links back to our cool stuff on our website, and then some. And don't forget, you know, if you like the show, uh, check us out at streamlabs.com slash anime jam session, ko-fi.com slash anime jam session. Throw us a few bits. We really appreciate that. Um, we have things set up here for con bucks. Redeem it on the show to keep it going. Any money that comes into the show, we keep get things going. So, you know. And we really appreciate all of that. And now we're going to go around the room for last words. Last words, Ari. Uh, Magic is putting out a, a special set of cards with a Bob Ross landscape art on it. I want them. Nice. It's it's part of the secret lair, but you know it's it's still something I uh, got jumped on. <laughs> I want them. Last words, Mako-chan. I have people asking me about my rainbow cookies and if they can buy them from me. <laughs> so now I'm kind of frightened that I might have to do two batches. Dear God, I don't want to have to do two batches. <laughs> well... Flip a coin to see what happens. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I'm going to get back to work now. Or maybe sleep. Or maybe work. Or maybe sleep. We'll find out on the next episode of... Sleep? Ichigo's Bizarre Adventures. Sleep. <laughs> My last words, um... I'm going to put it around, figure out what's going on, and rebuild windows on my surface. Well, that is it. End of list. I hope you like what we had here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, we'll be doing a little bit more holiday-themed stuff throughout. And don't forget our semi-sober drunken Christmas special at the end of the month. And then we disappear for a couple of weeks and come back for 2021. So that's it. End of list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Makachan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Yamatsune. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. All right, that's perfect. All right, we're getting out of here. Good night, all of y'all. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!